You're listening to The Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. House Republican worries mothers could be prosecuted even for having a miscarriage. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for local news. It's free. Don Hartley Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tide or Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome into the Gary Harris Show. It's the TGIF edition for Friday, February 23, 2024. I'm your host, Gary Harris. Justin Jones is right there on the other side of the glass, manning the controls, taking your phone calls on the First Domain Condominiums hotline at 205-342-9904. We're with you the next couple of hours talking sports and more here on the Big Tide 100.9 FM. we got a great show on tap for you. I'm going to run it down for you here in just a moment, tell you what all is uh on the table for this morning. Glad that you're with us. Appreciate you listening. Uh, this hour of the Gary Harris Show being brought to you, as always, by Alabama Credit Union, member-owned and not-for-profit. Alabama Credit Union really is just a better way of banking. I encourage you to find out more at alabamacu.com. That's alabamacu.com, Alabama Credit Union Loans for Real Life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. <coughs> See if you're eligible for membership and join today and feel good about your money. And pull extra change in your pocket. Okay, here we go. We're going to get back with uh, new Tuscaloosa County High Head Coach Miles Hawkham this morning. He could not be with us yesterday because the AT&T cell service was down until after 11 a.m. Still don't know what happened with that. Uh, it was a, I think it was like a nationwide outage. Unbelievable. But uh, he's going to be with us this morning at 9.15 and um, Adam Ami was scheduled to be with us at 9.30, but for the second straight week, <clears throat> last week he was on vacation. And this week he texted me uh, yesterday afternoon and said he had gotten back from vacation but had a tough travel trip back and that he was going to uh, sleep in this morning. So uh, we won't have Adam Amin at 9.30 as I had hoped to, but we will have Alabama gymnastics coach Ashley Priest Johnston at 10.00. And then the Auburn report with Brett Pritchard at 10.30. So full show on tap for you uh, today. And um, we're excited to uh, to be here. Uh, off the top this morning, um, a lot of reaction to my Eli Gold interview yesterday. And I know Eli's been on a lot of different media outlets. Uh, but uh, he is supposed to have uh, an announcement or an announcement regarding Eli coming out today. And his future, uh, in professional football. I'm not going to say <coughs> the NFL, Justin, because he didn't say the NFL. He said professional football. And I do wonder, um, maybe with him being based in Birmingham, could it be something to do with the UFL? Maybe with the, the Birmingham Stallions? That's just me speculating. I have no idea. 
Uh, Tony Sukulis of Tide Illustrated actually broke news about an hour or so ago, 56 minutes, that Eli Gold's next role will be as the play-by-play voice of the Nashville Cats of the Arena Football League. Which okay, so he's going to do Arena League. I was hoping maybe it would be UFL, um, <clears throat> but Eli's going to continue to work now. I mean, that's... Uh, that's what he wants to do. Uh, in the meantime, you know, things move on. Uh, Chris Stewart moves into the seat of Alabama football play-by-play along with his men's basketball duties. He's also, of course, done baseball. Don't know exactly if he will uh, continue all three or not. But, of course, Chris did the games in 2022 when Eli was fighting the cancer. And then this past season, <clears throat> 2023, of course, uh, Eli did the home games plus the Iron Bowl. And Chris did all of the road games other than the Iron Bowl. Chris also did the SEC Championship game and the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. But according to Tony Suklas, uh, Justin informs us that it's going to be the, the Nashville Cats of the Arena League, um, which is, uh, I guess, a testament to Eli. Eli is a, a play-by-play broadcaster. Um, you know, he's the standard, and he will – Find enjoyment in anything. Cause for to me, to be honest with you, I'm not, I don't mean this a shot at the Nashville Cats. I mean, that's quite a step down from Alabama football to the Nashville Cats. But you know what? Eli's a play by play broadcaster. That's what he does. He wants to keep working. So, um, we'll wait for an announcement to come on that. But, uh, Justin says that according to Tony Suklas from, um, he's the rival site, right? Yeah. And, um, on, uh, the uh, Alabama beat that uh, Eli is going to do Nashville Cats football. But again, <clears throat> I have not seen an official announcement on that, but uh, that's according to Tony Suklas. Other topics uh, making news, of course. Um, last night, I had said earlier this week that for Alabama women's basketball, you know, there's no test like playing the top ranked and undefeated South Carolina Gamecocks at their place. And, uh, and it didn't go well. Um, I had hoped for, to be honest with you, Justin, I had hoped for a more competitive game. Um, Alabama didn't score until I think nearly five minutes into the game. And, uh, they got beat 72-44. And now I guess, uh, it was competitive after the first quarter, even though Alabama only scored six points. They held South Carolina to 11. But after that, it, they were outscored 22 to 5 in the second quarter. So they had 11 points at halftime. So it, it, it is what it, it is what it is. They were down 33 to 11 at half and, and the game was over. Um, I still like this Alabama team. I still think they're a good team. Um, Sarah Ashley Barker was limited last night. She got, uh, she got banged up in that game, only played 23 minutes. That hurt. She finished with just four points and six rebounds. And, you know, I, I'm not saying this, this Alabama team's a national championship caliber team. <clears throat> I'm not saying that, but Justin, I had hoped that last night, um, it wouldn't be over at halftime and it was. Yeah, 11 points in the first half. I think it's some record, like lowest scoring um, for a women's basketball game in it has to be. a long, I mean, long time. But those teams like South Carolina and LSU, 
I, I don't know if it's just me, but when I watch those games, it's hard to beat size. Um, and that's what South Carolina and LSU have, and that's what makes them so good. I think this team, though, depending on the seating and where everything falls out, we have a chance to go a couple rounds into the tournament, and I have no doubts. No, that's the key. I, I would love to see this team win a couple of games. Um, I just was hoping for a little bit more last night. I'll tell you this. Um, Auburn women <coughs> beat LSU down at Auburn, and they played them tough again last night. I mean, that game was close the whole way. Now, LSU won it 71-66, but Auburn was in it the whole way. I mean, um, let's see, after three quarters, it was 58-49, to 49, so it wasn't um, out of hand. And then Auburn outscored LSU 17-13 in the fourth quarter and, and wound up losing by five, 71-66. Men's basketball, of course, Alabama at Kentucky. And, Justin, I want you to chime in here real quick, and we got to hit the break so we can come back with Coach Miles Holcomb. But um, I said yesterday, and I'm going to stick by this, can Alabama win? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I think Alabama will win? No. I, I think Kentucky's going to win that game tomorrow afternoon, 4 o'clock in Lexington. What do you think? I, I don't think you're outlandish. I I do think we're going to go in there and win. The loss of Mo Wagi to the suspension from the elbow, the people's elbow he tried to throw on the Florida player yeah. uh, that was on the floor, um, and also the question whether or not Latrell Wrightsell is going to play. Those are going to be huge factors, especially since Mo provides such depth for us um, in the big man position and covering in the paint. And then Latrell Reitzel is only going to add to our scoring. If both of those guys... Oh, Reitzel status. I've not seen anything on Reitzel status, no. Uh, I think <clears throat> I was out from TV yesterday because I went back to the doctor yesterday afternoon. Uh, I think is Oates going to meet with the media today before they fly to Lexington? I think he will. I'll check my email, but... Uh, he hopefully will have an update. Yeah, but we know Wagi is out, and you hope you have Reitzel. But, um, you know, again, I never count this Alabama team out, man. They're a, they're a tough team. Uh, they're a team that, um, they battle you all the way. And uh, just because I think Kentucky's gonna win the game doesn't mean I think Alabama can't win the game, because I definitely think Alabama can. But we'll talk more about that as we get into the show. Of course, baseball and softball both in action this weekend as well and uh, we got a, a good show on tap but when we come back we're looking forward to visiting with the new head coach of the Tuscaloosa County High Wildcats football team Miles Holcomb from Southside Gadsden we'll do that next year on the TGIF edition of the Gary Harrison don't forget all that great weekend music to get you cranked up for the weekend we're coming right back this season of Alabama football on Tide 100.9 brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Just a few minutes away where you can be a winner, too. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by Guthrie's Chicken. America's original chicken finger restaurant is now an official partner of the Alabama Crimson Tide. For franchise information, visit Guthrie'sChicken.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Friday, the 10th ranked Alabama gymnastics team will host the number 18 Georgia Bulldogs Friday night inside Coleman Coliseum for the 20th annual Power of Pink Meets, the eighth consecutive meet featuring a top 20 20- 20 
component for the Crimson Tide will start at 7 p.m. Central and will be broadcast on SEC Network+. Plus. 20 years ago, Alabama legend Sarah Patterson started the Power of Pink initiative during her tenure as head coach to raise awareness in the fight against breast cancer. The simple idea of Think Pink, Wear Pink, and Roll Tide was an instant success and spread nationwide with nearly every collegiate gymnastics team either hosting or taking part in a pink meet in the years since Alabama held its first in 2005. I'll have more in a moment. Founded in Haleyville, Alabama in 1965 by Hal and Melissa Guthrie, Guthrie's was America's first chicken finger restaurant. Guthrie still uses the family's original southern fried chicken recipe in every chicken finger they serve, fresh, hot, and fast. Guthrie's Golden Fried Chicken Fingers has been Alabama-owned and operated for over 58 years and is still going strong. Come see us soon. Guthrie's, America's original chicken finger restaurant and now an official partner of the Alabama Crimson Tide. For franchise information, visit Guthrie'sChicken.com. Join us this weekend for Alabama baseball all across the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Friday's game against Valparaiso begins at 4 p.m. Central with Saturday's game at 2 p.m. and Sunday's contest at 1 p.m. Your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner, too. Off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky today, Tuscaloosa's high 68. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 44. The weekend will be dry, lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow is 62, the high Sunday in the upper 60s at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You see him on WVUA 23 covering sports and on Tider Insider TV on Tuesday nights. Don't miss a minute of the Gary Harris Show. Weekdays from 9 to 11 on Tide 100.9. So much for the great weekend music. Get you ready for the weekend. We'll get it. We'll get that cranked up. Now I gotta have this. This we'll play this elevator music Monday through Thursday. Adjustment on Friday. We're gonna crank it up with some weekend music. Uh, but we will get to that right now. We're gonna jump out on the uh, first and main condos hotline and welcome in uh, Coach Miles Holcomb, the new head football coach of the Tuscaloosa County High School Wildcats. And uh, he was introduced this past Tuesday evening. A lot of pomp and circumstance. A lot of excitement. Uh, of course, County High, uh, the last uh, couple of years under Adam Weingarten, has really been making progress with their infrastructure, with their junior high program, uh, with um, just getting more players involved in the program. And uh, it's it's a tough go. We know that. Class 7A Region 3, we know what County High's up against. But uh, you know what? They were close to making the playoffs the last couple of years. And Coach Holcomb now is stepping in to try to get them over the hump. Good morning, Coach. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Great. Good to have you. Um, you know, I, obviously you were head coach at Crossville, spent a couple of years as an assistant at Hoover, uh, one as the offensive coordinator at Alpharetta, Georgia, and then you took over Southside Selma, three years there, really good season in 2023, uh, region championship, state playoffs. Uh, what was it about the county high job that attracted you and you decided to make the move? Well, so it was, you know, I, I think a lot of people have, have, thought that it was Southside Selma. It was actually in Southside Gadsden. Did I say Southside um, Selma? A lot of people. Well, uh, no, I, look, I, 
I know better. I know it's Southside Jackson. That, let me let me correct that right now. If I said that, that's like a typo on a piece of paper. That's just me misspeaking. I know it's that's Southside a, Jackson. As I told you, uh, I grew up over there in Cleveland County. And I know the yes, Southside yes, uh, program and, and the history there with Randy Ross. So, yeah, thanks for correcting Absolutely. me. That was just me yes, misspeaking. Sir. But, yeah, Southside Gadsden, really good historical program. But you decided it was time uh, to, to step away and take this county high job. Tell me why. Well, you know, I think um, from the time that I got into into this profession, you know, I, I've always wanted to, to coach at the highest level and compete in, you know, what what I thought was the highest classification uh, in the sport. When I when I first got into it, you know, there was only six classifications, and you know, um, at the time, um, it was six A. Uh, and you look and you look at the programs, and I remember uh, when I was in college, you know, I, I played football at shorter, uh, and I remember when two days came out. Uh, and I remember, you know, my guy, like some of the guys that I played with kind of give me a hard time. Like, man, this is what Alabama football, like this is what high school football is in Alabama. And I remember everybody was, you know, talking about how great Hoover was, but it was this team that, uh, kept giving Hoover some problems, uh, in, the in the show, if everybody remembers. And, uh, that was Tuscaloosa County. Uh, and that's what, that's the program that, that kind of gave them a little bit of problems. Uh, and that's what, that's what I, when I, when I got to Hoover, you know, when I saw the the caliber of athletes that was there, uh, and you think about, you know, when you think about uh, the mecca of, of football in college football, uh, what does everybody think of? Well, everybody thinks of Tuscaloosa. And so, you know, my thought was, well, if that's the mecca of college football, then why can't that be the mecca of high school football? Yeah, I, I like the thinking. I really do. Um, when you interviewed and, and you came down to, to take a look at things, uh, of course, I know because you're busy coaching your own team, obviously, uh, yes, during the season. So I don't even know if you had been to um, Wildcat Stadium and Tuscaloosa County High School to see the facilities, but uh, you had to. You had to be impressed because they've uh, they've really put a lot of uh, money and um, effort into the infrastructure, into the, not just the, the football program, but the program as a whole. Tell me about what that was like when you came down and, and you took a look, and, and what did you see? I mean, it was incredible. You know, I think the last time that I'd been over there was uh, 2019, uh, and then you know, what it looked like in 2019 and then what it looked like, you know, this past week was – Daylight and dark. I mean, it don't even look the same. I mean, brand new turf, uh, the jumbotron, what they've done inside the facilities, uh, the coaches' offices. You know uh, what they're what they're planning on doing in the future. I mean, everything from you know from from what they're doing inside the school to you know what they're doing for other for other programs. I mean, everything looks uh, it's it's top notch. I mean, it's some of the best resources in the state. You know, I feel like the, uh, the whole administrative team is uh, really you know focused on athletics and focused on making sure that they can give their athletes the best experience possible. Coach Miles Holcomb is with us. <coughs> Pardon me, new brand, uh, brand new head coach at Tuscaloosa County High School, finishing out his tenure at uh, Gadsden, uh, uh, Southside Gadsden, but will be coming over to take over County High. All right, I mentioned the region; it has been tweaked a little bit with the realignment, but still, Hewitt Trustful, uh, Hoover, uh, Prattville, Thompson, Vestavia, Oak Mountain, Hillcrest. Uh, this is an incredibly tough region, and you kind, of, you know, kind of know where I'm going. You can have a good football team uh, in Class Seven A Region Three and not make it to the state playoffs and, and still have a really good team. But I know that's every coach's goal is to have that opportunity. Um, I know you're, like I said, you're finishing up over at Southside. You're going to get in here and start looking at your personnel. But uh, is it realistic uh, in your first season to have a playoff goal or is that unfair? 
Oh man, I, I think I think to say it's unfair would be doing you know this senior class, this, this rising senior class, a disservice. You know, everybody when they get a job, they're like, well, I need time. Well, I need time. Well, you know, that senior class don't have time. Right. You know, and to to say, well, well, I need three years or I need two years. Well, they don't have it. Junior class don't have it. And so you know that that's just us trying to build in excuses as the coaching staff. You know, well, we got it. We got a job to do. And there's only one group of us that get paid the amount of money to do a job, and that's the staff. Like these guys just show up to work every day. So is it realistic? Well, it should be. I mean, that's what they're paying us to do. You know, is to go in and find a figure out a way to win games. You know, and and find a way to create you know an elite experience for them that they get to walk into every day that uh, can have a lasting impact on them, and we can build real relationships with them that hopefully last. You know, after they graduate, and so uh, that's that's our goal. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's the kid's goal. Uh, and so that's what we're going to try to do from the time we walk in on Monday until, you know, they tell us we can't do it anymore. Coach, I'm curious, um, when you, cause you've been through this, uh, when you inherit a new team and, and, and again, I know, like you said, I, I love what you just said about, you know, we, you know, we're paid to try to win now. What's the process like when you, when you go through this and you're, you're, you know, you're taking someone else's players. Um, you know, there's been a new coach there. There's been a new way of doing things and, and trying to adapt yourself to them. And at the same time, bring in the changes that you want to make schematically and otherwise, and just really trying to, um, Make that team yours. Uh, is it a process? Is it something that you try to address in the first meeting? Uh, what's that like when you're, you know, you're coming into a new situation yet you want to make sure that, uh, that it's your football team and that very quickly that they acclimate to you and your staff in your program? Well, I think the first thing is, is they need to understand is like they didn't pick me. You know, I chose them. Um, and you know, it, it really, you know, it's, it's really, it really ain't my program. Like it's theirs. You know, I think all too often, like coaches get too much credit for, you know, making, making something that it's not like, I don't play no snaps. You know, people ain't paying money at the gate to come watch us call plays. <laughs> like they're paying money to gate to come watch those kids compete. And so as much as we want to think that, you know, something's ours, like, you know, it's, it's those kids program. And so, yeah, there's some things that we may do that's a little bit different than, than something was done in the past. But, you know, ultimately it's about listening. Um, what, what, is, what do they like to do? What have they done in the past that they feel like's worked? Uh, what would they like to do a little bit different? You know, we're going to go in and, and we got a certain way that we like to do things that, that we believe in uh, and figure out like what best, what's, what's the best way that meshes with them, um, that, that we can fit into the schedule, that we can fit, uh, into, into how it works. Uh, but ultimately, you know, you got to go in, you got to build relationships with people, uh, and you got to have genuine conversations. And, and you can't say that and, and go in and sit down and say, well, you know, let's, ha- let's have a conversation. You just listen. You're not really listening. You know, you're just, you're just waiting long enough till they get done talking and you can respond. Um, but you got to actually listen to them, uh, and hear what they have to say because ultimately, you know, your success, you know, as, as a coach depends on them. Uh, and and I, I think that's the biggest thing. And then to be honest with you, that's, that's why it's hard leaving. You know, that's why it's hard leaving somewhere to go somewhere else is because you don't, you don't get a chance to, to have these opportunities, uh, without, without the kids that you have. Yeah. I was just going to say that, uh, you know, the, cause you had been, you know, three years at, at, uh, uh, Southside Gadsden and then this past year, you know, 
had a good team. <laughs> I mean, we did. two in the regular season. I know that's that's one of the hardest things, I guess, about making a change is leaving the team that you've invested in, the program, the school that you've invested in for three years, and now you've got it rolling there. Um, obviously, this is a great opportunity for you, but how tough was that to leave what you have uh, built there at, at Southside? Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's probably one of the, one of the harder things I've done. Um, you build, you build good relationships with guys and, and you feel like that you tell them, you know, you love them and you care about them and you do, uh, but then you make a selfish decision to, to better yourself uh, on the backs of their hard work and their sacrifice and all the things that they've done for you. Uh, and so it feels, you know, disingenuous and, you know, I, you, you hope that one day they, they realize that you, you know, you, you worked hard for them and tried to do the best things that you could for them to put them in good situations. But at the end of the day, like you are making a selfish decision, you know, to, to do what's best for you. Um, and so, you know, like today's my, today's my last day here working. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a geometry teacher, you know, so I, I teach six periods a day and then my last two periods, I'm in the, I'm in the field house. And so, uh, it's a it's a, a bittersweet day for sure. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't uh, sad to leave my guys, but I'd also be lying if I said I wasn't excited to get started uh, over there because I've already been talking to, to, to our guys over there and uh, trying to trying to go ahead and build relationships with them because that's the that's the best part of the job. Uh, people, you know, people is what makes it not feel like a job. Uh, getting to know people, uh, it's it's never felt like work, uh, and when it does start to feel like work, then I'm gonna probably get out of it and do something else. Uh, but, but that's what, you know, that, that's what makes it tough. Uh, when you have a genuine connection with people that, you know, when you leave them, um, you know, it's almost like you're not going to see them again, even though, you know, you hope you will mm-hmm. in the future. Uh, and I was talking to one of our coaches over there. Like I like winning ball games. Don't get me wrong. That's what we all want to do. But I also like getting, you know, a decade later, I also like getting those wedding invitations too. When, when one of our guys is, is getting married. Sure. Yeah. Well, I was struck by how many of your players came out when I had put it out on social media last week that you were taking the Tuscany high job and, you know, that they commented on, you know, how much they enjoyed, um, playing for you and, and all of them were wishing you well. I think that's a, you know, it's a testament to the, the job that you did there. Staff wise here at County High. And first of all, will you start next week here at County High? Number one and number two, uh, where do you stand on putting your staff together? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Monday will be my first day over there. You know, we'll have a staff meeting, uh, on Sunday and, you know, we're going to kind of go ahead and sit down and, uh, look at what we got and look at them. They, they've, they've done an incredible job. Um, you know, I, I feel like the staff they have in place right there, there's a lot of guys on that staff. It's, it's phenomenal. You know, uh, I've been able to, to talk to a bunch of those guys and, and they've got a lot of things in place right now and what they've got going on that, it is really good and ain't, there's not a whole lot that needs to be changed at the moment. Uh, and so, uh, we'll sit down and put a plan in place that, that really fits and, and is best for us going forward. But, um, feel good about the staff that we're going to have, you know, in place for these guys, you know, in the spring and, and going forward in the fall. All right. Just a couple more for you, coach, and I'll let you go. Schematically, um, as a head coach, um, you know, offensively and defensively, uh, tell us about your style of play. Well, first of all, we're going to try to put as much pressure on people as possible. You know, offensively, we're a little bit of multiple. Uh, you know, we back a couple of years ago, we, we put a name to it, but but essentially, we want to be downhill in the run game and you know try to get in as many different personnel uh, and, and formation sets as possible. We motion and shift a, a ton uh, offensively, and we'll huddle with, with occasionally we'll huddle. Sometimes we we play with with tempo. We call it our operational tempo. It just depends on what we need to do and. 
know, we like to take shots against people. Um, you know, I feel like that's a, you can't really, you can't really score if you don't try to, you know, and so, um, try to stay in rhythm. Uh, but essentially we want to try to attack people vertically, uh, defensively. You know, obviously we want, we want to, I, I enjoy playing in, in some type of, uh, I front. I think that's kind of what people are going to. Uh, but at the same time, it gives you the freedom to be able to, to roll into an even front or play a little bit of bear, uh, you know. And so it really just going to depend on uh, when you get over there, you see your personnel, what fits us, um, you know, or do we have a tight end offensively? Can we got, you know, do we have a guy that can put his hand in the ground and be an attached tight end? You know, defensively, do we have four defensive linemen or do we need to play an odd front? Uh, you know, uh, you got to figure out what you have exactly. Right. Um, personnel-wise, but uh, that's kind of what we like to do. And then, you know, once we see exactly what we have, then then we'll adjust accordingly. And lastly, you've already said, you know, you think you can win here. You wouldn't have taken the job. Um, Tuesday night, uh, I wasn't there because I was on the air, but I sent someone up there to cover the event. We we did, you know, something on it, obviously, and it looked like it was an incredible turnout. I know you met with, uh, obviously, the administration. Clearly, they hired you, but, um, you know, meeting with the support groups and the people in the community, uh, it looked like that went really, really well and that uh, – you know, people have, have warmed up to you very quickly. Just, uh, let me ask you about the reception you've gotten from the county high people. And it's been, it's been phenomenal. Um, you know, it was a great, great turnout. You know, I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm, you know, I guess comfortable the, the, you know, trying to make everything about me. I, you know, I, I like coaching football. You know, I don't, that's, that's kind of what I like to do. That's somebody asked if I had any hobbies and I was like, I, I coach ball, I guess, you know, that's, I hang out with my family and I like to coach ball. That's about it. But, um, man, the, the turnout was great. People been great. You know, I, it seems like the community support is, I mean, astronomical. I mean, it's, I, I was blown away to be honest with you. Um, you know, and I, I'm looking forward to, to getting over there and uh, talking to more people. You know, I think everybody's like, coach, we got to, you know, we need to sit down and get this plan together and figure out what, what you need and what you want to do. And, you know, I mean, that's all obviously. Nobody, nobody gets where they are and, and can be successful on their own. And I think everybody knows that. And, you know, and so you need a community uh, to be supportive um, to get you where you need to go. And so I think that's already in place. So now it's just about us making sure that we put a plan together and, and you know, go about it the right way and make sure that we communicate the vision that we have uh, to the right people. And, and, and it doesn't look like that we're going to need any uh, – to, to go out to, to help us. We got we got people in place that want to help. We just got to make sure that we get the vision across to them. Outstanding. And then just lastly, I guess uh, you said you have a staff meeting on Sunday. You're getting in here basically at the end of February. I guess you'll be turning around here and getting uh, plan, plans for spring uh, ball here pretty soon, right? We will. We're going to talk about it on Sunday and, and try to figure out exactly what's best for us and which direction we need to go with that and and, uh, and get this thing going. You know, we'll jump in both feet, you know, and get ready to go. I know these guys are excited, and so uh, we want to try to make sure that we can uh, get them going and, and give them the best experience possible. Well, Coach, appreciate the time. Uh, thank you. Good luck. And, uh, of course, we'll be seeing each other and talking very soon. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Miles Holcomb, head football coach at Tuscaloosa County High School, finishing up today, his last day at, at Southside Gadsden, and uh, meeting with his uh, guys again this afternoon in, in uh, his final couple periods. And then he starts here on Monday, staff meeting on Sunday. And it sounds like our iconic.
There are too many things I like about it. I don't know if I can finish the thought. Bring on the spice and order the Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonial. As much as Innisfree has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 Special. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., get a meat and 3 vegetables for just $8.49. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch Soup, Salad, or Sandwich Combo. I'll see you at the free. Life doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Visit alabamacu.com to learn more. Some rules and restrictions apply. See if you're eligible for membership. Then join today and feel good about your money. Find Tide on Twitter at Tide 109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our reporters in the field. It's Friday. Working for the weekend right here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. And let's jump out on the first of main condos hotline. I'm one of our favorite uh, listeners, Corey, from Over Trustables with us. Good morning, Corey. Good morning, Gary. How are you this morning? Doing well. I'm ready for the Green and Gold Classic. Uh, I think Alabama, well, first of all, Alabama played really well Wednesday um, against North Alabama. Uh, I don't know about you, but something about Emma Broad putting her former team, it's a good thing seemed to happen. Um, and, uh, very proud of, uh, the way they played. Uh, defense was great. Pitching was good. And, uh, offense came alive and, uh, did what they were supposed to do and put them away and, uh, was very pleased. And now we go to, <laughs> now we go to Birmingham and, this is another tournament where we should win, but it, it's weird how when we play Burma, UAB at their place, they always seem like a team that just doesn't go away. But even though we've always won, it's just they're like a, a nap that just doesn't go away. But but th- th- this field is very winnable. And uh, I think if Alabama plays ball, it doesn't make silly mistakes and just – plays their game, I think Alabama should come away victorious in all five games. Yeah, they're going to open it up today uh, with UAB at 345, and then they'll play Western Carolina at 6. On <coughs> Corey, sounds like you're coughing too. On Saturday, uh, they'll play Bradley at 345, and UNA, uh, who they just played, at 6. And then on Sunday at 11 a.m., they'll play a getaway game against UAB. Now, Corey, am I correct? Alabama has still never lost UAB, right? I think that is right. I'm pretty sure that's right. I'll, I'll, Justin, see if you can look that up. Um, I'm pretty confident that Alabama is undefeated against UAB, and I'll check it too. Justin's going to check it. Uh, it may be in the email release, in fact. But, um, but UAB <coughs> is a good program, 
and um, you're playing over there at their place, and they got a nice little ball field too. They got a beautiful little softball field. Let me ask you this, Corey: are You going into? The, are you going to any of the games? Uh, no, but I have been to UAB's field before, uh, and you're right; it is a nice ballpark. Um, um, it, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going, but I wish I could. But um, do do um, let me ask you this: Are you concerned about the health of the team? Any? Um. You know, I think you're always <clears throat> in sports concerned. Um, and it's a grind and it's a long year. Um, but I think this team has depth. I think this team is a well-rounded team. And, um, I like, <clears throat> pardon me, I like the makeup of the roster, Corey. I really do. Well, Murphy said Kristen White. Should be back to today, but I mean, I know he said the pitchers were day to day, but still, you just you don't want to start losing key pieces. No, you don't. Uh, you really, really don't. But at the same time, and you know this because you follow it very closely, it's hard to go through an entire season in a sport um, and not deal with some some injuries, some illness. You know, it's that's why you try to build a roster <clears throat> that has depth and has the ability to adjust. And I like the makeup of this team. Um, you like having, don't get me wrong, the more talented team you are, the better. But it's also about chemistry and it's about people playing their role and people being ready to step up. And I just sense, and we're early into the season here. We're very early into the season. But I just sense that, this Alabama team has a great um, chemistry and on the same page, and people are willing to play their role. And uh, I got a really good vibe on this team. And Justin did say it's thirty and zero. Alabama's thirty and zero against UAB all time in softball. So there's a little pressure in these two games they play UAB because you want to keep that rolling. And like you said, there have been some really close ones that Alabama has pulled out over there, but thirty and zero all time. Uh, going to basketball, do you think Alabama it, it will struggle without Wuggy and right? So, because uh, well, I know Wuggy does is not in the starting five normally, but you're missing two pretty good players. And I, see, I know I mean, have Steer, you seen for sure that Reitzel's out? Well, no, but I'm, I'm just I'm just guessing. Well, hopefully not. he'll play. Uh, yeah, they're gonna miss Wuggy because this is a game where you need size. And, you know, thankfully Pringle's playing better. Uh, but yeah, Kentucky's big. They're big inside. And, um, yeah, you're going to miss him. You'd rather have him. You'd rather have, <coughs> pardon me, just thought we we're talking about with softball. You'd rather have all of your, your players available. So, um, yeah, I think they'll miss Waggy up in Lexington, but I still think they can win. I'm leaning toward Kentucky just based on the circumstances, game being at Rupp, uh, Kentucky coming off a loss, all that stuff. But, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Alabama won. But yeah, that's a, that's a bad game not to have, uh, Mohamed Waggy. I think, I think you and I both agree that the SEC is going to come down to that Tennessee game. You would think, uh, uh yeah, you would think that if Alabama, um, beats Tennessee when they play them in Tuscaloosa that uh, they're going to have a good chance to win this conference. Because 
if Tennessee keeps winning and if we keep winning, then that that's that's mathematically that's the that's the tiebreaker. And really, Alabama wants to win it outright. They don't. I mean, sure, if they share it, they share. But they want to be the undisputed SEC regular season champion. And if they can do that without any without any way of not doing it, they, they can. They could say we're the SEC regular season champion. And last night, I mean, not last night, Wednesday night was insane. I mean, uh, the game getting over. The, the, Alabama almost won it in regulation. Shot was blocked. And then we, we built a good lead in overtime. And then it dwindled down to one and then held on for dear life. But it was a gutsy win. And it showed that Alabama can win that way. I mean, because. A lot of times Alabama's been pulling away and blowing teams out, but it shows that Alabama can win that way, and Alabama might have to win that way in the tournament. Yeah, um, you're right, Corey. I mean, just a very good analysis, my friend. So good to hear from you. Have a great weekend. I'm going to get to another phone call, but uh, thank you so much, pal. Good talk to you, Gary, real time. All right, Corey, thank you. All right, we need to get to the break, but when we come back, we've got phone calls uh, that we're going to keep it going here on the uh, First Domain Condos hotline coming up. And take on your day. Start your day with Nature Made, the number one pharmacist-recommended vitamin and supplement brand. Based on a survey of pharmacists who recommend branded vitamins and supplements. Los Tarascos has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And, of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features daily happy hours. Discover better living at First and Main. Visit firstandmaincondos.com or call 205-657-7465. Mention you heard about us on the radio and receive one month free rent. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky today, Tuscaloosa's high 68. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 44. The weekend will be dry, lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow 62, the high Sunday in the upper 60s at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the Gary Harris Show. Touchdown, Alabama! Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Nine forty nine. Welcome back in. Cure brings us back in. Friday, I'm in love, and we've got uh, Tom, and then we'll get to Cole here on the first domain condominiums hotline to wrap up this first hour. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Gary. How are you this morning? You sound really well. Yeah, except for the, the aggravating cough, and and uh, Doctor Bittner just tells me it's just you know until that inflammation's out of there, um, you got to deal with it. I've got an inhaler, so um, I'll try to lessen it a little bit. I feel fine. You know, that's the good news. <clears throat> I feel good. It's just uh, aggravating. Well, it's going, it's going, uh, in, it's further in between each call. Yeah, I'm it is. That. It is. Uh, I was calling uh, to, to commend you on uh, every big game we have, whether it be football or whatever, 
you go reverse psychology and uh, and and on the Kentucky game, you've done it again, and I applaud that. I would like to see you go a little bit harder in the reverse psychology than what you went earlier, because when you are adamant about uh, Alabama and not performing well, then we do perform well. So keep that in mind as we go forward today. I'll do it, Tom. It's worked. And if it works this time, that's going to be three for three. <laughs> well, uh, it's going to be a tough game for Alabama uh, up there. Kentucky is, uh, you know, they're, I think it's weird as it sounds and who knows, it's not supposed to carry over from one game to the next. I think it would have been better for Alabama if Kentucky had beaten LSU. I do. Maybe, maybe sometimes, you know, losing puts an edge on you and, uh, and, and Kentucky certainly has, capability of getting an edge and playing well. They, they do. We they, saw they that. Have a good team. They we saw that last team. Saturday at Auburn. I mean, they uh, yes, they went down right. there and, and held Auburn to 59 points. So, yeah, they're capable. Yeah, There's no doubt about in, that. When they walk in, they got big blue swagger going. Look out. They tough. That's right. I agree 100%. Yep. Yep. And, uh, but I was going to say this. You know, I, the conversation I've been having and, and it's premature, but I can't help it at, uh, when you think about three of the last four uh, regular season championships, well, I agree with the, all the things you said this week. It is absolutely unbelievable that uh, we're in this position. But if we beat Kentucky tomorrow, I feel like we, we're inching closer to the driver's seat as far as the uh, conference championship. And then with Tennessee, uh, when they show up, and if we were to win that game, the conference race is over. Well, if they beat Kentucky tomorrow, yeah, and they beat Tennessee a week from Saturday night, uh, yeah, they're going to Alabama's going to win it outright. <clears throat> I don't think there's any doubt about that. So, yeah, you're, I'm with you 100 percent on that, man. If they can, if they can win those two games, they're going to be the SEC champion. Well, the, the thing about it is. Uh, this has been some of the conversation. Not everybody is willing to jump off the edge like I have been on this subject. But uh, the, the thing about it is, in my mind, for some reason, I'm thinking that the Florida game on the road is the hardest game we got left. Oh, I I think it's going to be a brutally tough game. I mean, they were very fortunate to beat Florida here. And so, like I, we talked about yesterday on the show, it, it's a tough schedule, man. It's a tough five-game stretch to bring it home. I mean, when you got to play uh, at Kentucky, you got to play at Florida, you got Tennessee at home, they got to go to Ole Miss. Um, you know, I do think, obviously, the final game at home against Arkansas, Alabama should win. But uh, there's nothing at this point that's that's – going to be given to them. They're going to have to earn it. And uh but you're right. Tomorrow afternoon if they were to win in Lexington, ooh, that would be a that would be a big one. Hey, great call, Tom. I got to get to the call before we close okay, up the hour. Thank you. thank you, Gary. Have a good weekend, my friend. All right, let's get to Cole here on the First Domain Condominiums hotline. Good morning, Cole. What's up? What's up, Gary? Hey, hey buddy. I got a question. If we uh if we do only lose one game down this stretch, where will we be in Memphis or Charlotte? I don't know. I have it uh Funny enough, I'm just looking at. Are you looking at the bracket right now? Bracket right now. Yeah, what do you got, Justin? Memphis um, as the three seed still with Memphis. I uh, I like either one, uh, Memphis or Charlotte. Do you think we'll move down or move up if we if we if we lose 
if we if we oh, lose yeah, it one, could, it could still be tweaked. But you ask, you know, right right yeah. now, if if they win the yeah. SEC, uh, what yeah. Justin is saying right now, it looks like they project as a three seed in Memphis. So, um, but either oh, Memphis or Florida, either one, I, I I like both of those lo- locations for yeah, Alabama. The only loss I see right now is is at Florida. I think we can beat Kentucky and Tennessee upright. Okay, I think we're fine. I well, think at Florida will be tough, and if we lose that game. We should definitely still be a three-seed in Memphis, or maybe Charlotte. Who knows? Yeah, well, if they win the SEC, they're going to be yeah. a three-seed at worst. Um, okay. You know, I would think if they wind up, you know, listen, let's just say they, they go four and one in these next five, uh, they could mm-hmm. very well wind up being maybe moving up to the two line. So we'll keep a we'll keep an who's, eye on that. Who's but, definitely Memphis easily. Oh, gosh, that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be tremendous. That's easy. That's easy. Yeah. Who's hey. what we want? Yeah, I know you're uh, you're gonna be supporting them all the way. Great phone call, Cole. Good to hear from yeah, you, man. buddy. All right, be good. Thank you. All right, uh, we're gonna try to squeeze in one more call. No, this is off the air. All right, we're gonna wind it up for this first hour. It's been brought to you by. Alabama Credit Union member owned and not for profit. I also want to mention to you that uh, prom season is right around the corner. T Town Menswear and T Town Gallery and University Mall has you set up for the prom, young gentlemen. You want to look your best, <clears throat> not just for that night and not just for your date, but remember those prom pictures. Therefore, a lifetime. Get by T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery in the University Mall and get ready for the prom. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up for hour number one. We're going to leave you with uh, The Cure Friday. I'm in love. We're coming back with hour number two. We're going to get it started with Alabama gymnastics coach Ashley Priest Johnston. Power of Peak Meat coming up. We're going to talk about it on the Gary Harris Show. Hour number two also we will visit with uh, Brett Pritchard with the Auburn Report. So uh, don't go anywhere. And remember, download that app, Tide 109 app. You can also listen online at Tide109.com. Another hour is on the way. Keep it tuned in. Tuscaloosa's Old Colony Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 1976 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate. Director of Golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery are PGA certified. Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time. Day. We're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Visit PattersonComerLawFirm.com. No representations made that legal services provided by Patterson Comer is greater than any other legal services performed by any other lawyer. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Since 2011, Billy Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big-screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside on the beautiful patio. Come by and say hello to Kim and Lisa, the Billy's management dream team. 
Billy's, good food, good friends, and good time. 365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation. Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. If you haven't already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept. Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Available for after-hours events, rehearsal dinners, receptions, and birthdays. They offer brunch and lunch catering. Call Brick and Spoon at 205-345-5551 for more information. Are you receiving unemployment? your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov slash fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and screening on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Dan Byer. Seven is a lucky number for the Dallas Mavericks. I'll explain after this. Irving on the move, through the lane. Mavericks running time down. Kyrie back out against Allen. Now attacks in the lane. Behind him to Doncic. Top of the arc three. Kill shot. A 41-point game for Doncic. On 97.1, the Freak and the Mavericks radio network. Dallas has now won seven straight, topping the Suns last night, 123 to 113. Kings outscored the Spurs 127 to 122, while Shea Gilgis Alexander at 31 in the Thunder victory against the Clippers 129 to 107. The Warriors outscored the Lakers 128 to 110. LA played without LeBron James. LeBron is expected to play tonight against San Antonio. Steph Curry at 32 points in the win. College Hoops, number 21, Washington State, one at Number four, Arizona, 77 to 74. The Cougars swept the season series from the Wildcats. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Birmingham Mayor Randall Wood's been urging black athletes to leave University of Alabama and other state colleges if the legislature passes a pending law that would prohibit diversity, equity, and inclusion programs on Alabama college campuses. UAW has announced it's pouring $40 million in an attempt to unionize battery and auto-producing plants here in Alabama and across the South, including Mercedes. Emergency preparedness tax exempt weekend underway. It'll last until midnight on Sunday night on items to help prepare for severe weather. Get 24 24- Seven local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Here we go, hour number two of the Gary Harris Show, the TGIF edition for this Friday, February 23, 2024. I'm Gary Harris. Justin Jones is alongside. And this hour of the Gary Harris Show brought to you, as always, by Patterson Comer, Attorneys at Law. 
Integrity and excellence are the driving force behind the firm and its staff. I can vouch for that. Both of these gentlemen are outstanding lawyers and outstanding people. Paul Patterson is in Tuscaloosa at 205-345-1000. Mike Comer is in Northport at 205-759-3939. If you need a personal injury attorney, I think you need somebody with feet on the ground in West Alabama. You get that with Paul Patterson and Mike Comer. They'll be here for you. You'll look them in the eye if they take your case. Remember, it's on contingency. There's never a penny out of your pocket unless they collect for you. Patterson Comer's commitment to serve the clients does not stop at the end of the workday. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. PattersonComerLawFirm.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. All right, we're jumping out on the first, uh, actually, the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline in the second hour. Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline, and we're welcoming in the head coach of the Alabama gymnastics team. Ashley Johnston is with us to preview the 20th annual Power of Pink meet tonight at Coleman Coliseum against the University of Georgia. And when you talk gymnastics, there's no bigger rivalry in the sport, in the history of the sport, than Alabama versus Georgia. Seven o'clock tonight here in Tuscaloosa. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Good morning, Gary. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing well. Great to have you. And boy, this is uh, this is the meet. I don't care how many good programs there are in the country. I don't care where we're at in terms of rankings or any of that stuff. This is Alabama versus Georgia. And when you're talking gymnastics, that's as big as it gets. And you add in the 20th annual Power of Pink meet, and it's going to be a show tonight at Coleman. You're absolutely right. It is a storied history between University of Georgia and Alabama, and uh, we are really looking forward to coming together, competing strong, um, and not to mention celebrating the 20th anniversary of Power of Pink and being able to compete for something so much bigger um, than just the sport of gymnastics. And so we're really looking forward to um, a great night. Yeah, Power of Pink has grown to be nationwide, all different sports. But it was your former coaches, uh, Sarah and David Patterson, that kicked this off. Yeah, you know, it's just such an honor to be surrounded by an amazing community. Um, I'm so thankful for Sarah and David, their impact, the way that they trailblazed again, doing something bigger than the sport. And I think that's really the message that we continue to carry with us. It's using our platform to make bigger, better change in this world. And Power of Pink is a perfect reflection of how they've lived that out and how we continue to live that out. Of course, a lot of people here that are listening have attended these meets in the past, but I want you to familiarize folks that maybe have not been with the format. Um, there'll be breast cancer uh, survivors that are there accompanied by the gymnast and recognized before the meet. You're right. So when we march out in the beginning of the meet, um, each one of our athletes is paired with a breast cancer uh, survivor and they are walking hand in hand, um, being able to march out, really just feel the environment, feel the crowd, feel everybody invested and all in in helping both the athlete and the survivor fight the fight. Um, And so it's really a special moment. Our athletes over the years, our alumni, all talk about how that moment is just so incredibly special. It's a core memory of just being able to um, come together and compete strong for each other. It's really going to be amazing and special. And again, uh, just so people understand, uh, this is uh, the Think Pink initiative and Power of Pink is for breast cancer awareness, but at the same time, our cancer awareness overall too now. Uh, but um Wear your pink. That's that's a big part of this is, you know, you want to see 15,000 people uh, sporting pink in there tonight, don't you, Coach? 
We do. We've got pink shakers that will be spread out everywhere across Coleman, um, lots of pink decorations. And so Coleman Coliseum is really a special place. When you pull into that parking lot, you see the pink lights out front. You see the pink lights uh, on the concourse. Um, it just feels different. Um, and so we're hoping that we sell this place out tonight. We're pretty close. And so we need everybody to show up a little before 7 p.m. so that you don't miss that first vault. Uh, wear your pink, be loud, and let's create the best competitive environment in the country. And you can go to RollTide.com uh, to get your tickets and, uh, like Coach said, sell it out tonight. Uh, from a gymnastic standpoint, let's talk about where you're at. Um, you had two really tough meets against Kentucky and Auburn back-to-back. And then this past Monday, you went out to Denton, Texas for a, a quad meet and uh, very impressive. Um, beat all of the opponents there, Texas Women's University, uh, Arkansas, and Arizona. I don't know that I necessarily want to call that a bounce-back meet, but you had to be pleased with what uh, the team accomplished this past Monday. Yeah, you know, it was a great reset meet. Um, you know, we started this season strong, took um, a little dip in just not being at our best for, for two back-to-back meets, and then it's really all about how you respond. And this team, you know, I've said it all along, that they are capable of being one of the best teams in the country, and I think they showed that by the way that they responded to adversity. Um, adversity challenges, they're going to come, we're going to face them time and time again. And it's all about how you respond, turn the page, and just keep moving forward. And that's what this team did, um, reaching a season high on Monday. And now we're turning around. Here we are Friday, ready to take on the next challenge. So this team's ready. Um, They have a great connection, camaraderie with each other. And they're ready to come out strong tonight. Yeah, quick turnaround. The meet tonight. Alabama still in the top 10 not used to seeing Georgia at number 18, but I know they are a very capable team. And the challenge, uh, as it always is in gymnastics, is for your team to perform its best regardless of the opponent. But this specific meet tonight, what are you looking for from your squad? Both teams are strong. Both teams are capable of anything. Um, our conference just continues to get tougher and tougher. And um, so we, we expect Georgia to come in and be a great team tonight. As for our team, um, we're really focused on being invested and all in with each other, not paying attention to what George is doing, what other things are going on, and just really staying invested and all in in our Bama bubble, what we can control, how we move forward and just carry our speed throughout the night. Um, we, we did a really good job of that on Monday at Texas Women's, and so that's something we're really going to carry with us uh, going into tonight. Health-wise, where are you at? You know, so far, um, you know, we, we really are in a good place. This is a tough time of year. We're at that midpoint mm-hmm. of the season, um, just a little over halfway. And so we've had to be smart about managing some of our training and that workload. But overall, we have a uh, just a really good process in place, strong communication with our athletes. So we've been able to make really good decisions on how we're managing them at this point um and ultimately we've got a squad that is ready fired up and uh again going going to uh really send a message tonight that they're capable of anything you mentioned coming off a high score at that tw quad meet 197.675 and and i know you probably don't want me to ask you about a specific score but um is, is there a 198 uh you know possibility for tonight is is, is that again 
I know you don't really talk in terms of specific scores, but uh, is that something tonight that you think this squad has the potential to put on the board? I do think they have the potential of putting that on the board, and and you're right. It's it's something that uh, we can't focus on, but at the same time, we do have to be mindful of because um, the score is really how we progress throughout the season and how we determine our rankings and um, seeding as we go into SECs and postseason. And so it is something that we're continuing to strive for, putting the lineup up that um, has the best opportunity of scoring a big mark like a 198. You already alluded to, too, the conference is just, uh, it is, of course, this is the SEC. I don't care what the sport is. <laughs> you know, everybody's trying to win. But, wow, uh, this league is just absolutely a gauntlet, isn't it? it? It is. It's tough, but it's so exciting. And, you know, it's not just the gymnastics. It's the fan base. It's the history. It, there's so much more, you know, it really is true that the SEC, it just means more. Um, and so it's exciting for our sport. I think the parody is, is really cool to see where every team is capable of coming out and just competing strong and winning. And so that's exciting for our sport. It's brought a lot of new fans into the gymnastics community. And so we want to continue to build off of that. Um, you know, but ultimately Alabama gymnastics wants to send a message that, uh, that we're capable of anything, we're ready to go, and we're excited to just continue progressing throughout the season. And lastly, Coach, um, you know uh, the focus is on performing, and you said you have to be able to block it out and, and not worry about the opponent and just be in the moment. At the same time, with it being power meet tonight, with all of the the excitement, is there extra energy from the gymnast? Uh, for um, again, I know every meet's important, so I'm not trying to uh, say that this meet is any more important than any other meet. But just because of all the excitement and all the pop and circumstances surrounding it, do the do the the ladies have a little bit of extra juice for something like? this tonight with the power peak i do think they they have extra juice they have extra passion i think that's really what it is and we've said for a couple weeks now that i think it's our team's biggest strength that we want it so bad and at times it can also be our biggest weakness that we want it so bad and i mean that because uh you know sometimes when you want something so bad you you think a little bit too much versus just kind of letting go and, and letting your body just do the gymnastics um, and going big. And so I think tonight is just a great opportunity to um, not think so much and just really trust that we've done the work, we've done the preparation, and it's time to just go big. And I think Power of Pink is such a great representation of that, um, being able to turn the focus and, and trust that you know, you can only control so much. And at the end of the day, you kind of have to just go big, fight the fight, <laughs> do the best you can, and let go of, of all the other stuff. Going big tonight at 7 o'clock, the 20th annual Power of Pink Meat, Alabama versus Georgia. Still a few tickets available. Uh, go to RollTide.com and pack that place out tonight and wear your pink, uh, everybody. And uh, it's going to be quite a, an event. And, of course, uh, Alabama looking to post a victory over long time rival Georgia this evening inside Coleman Coliseum. Thank you so much, Coach. Thanks so much, Gary. Roll Tide. All right, Roll Tide. 10-13 here on the Gary Harris Show. The YMCA of Tuscaloosa is ready when you are. And what I mean by that is it's not going anywhere. The Y's right there at 2300 13th Street. All it takes is for you to go by 
and sign up, join, and start on the road to getting physically fit. Everything is there for you at the Y. Great, beautiful facility, wellness center, terrific dressing rooms for men and women, steam, uh, fitness classes. Uh, there's a YMCA men's club. If you're a man that you, uh, uh, you know, might want to join the, the men's club, there's a silver sneakers program. They help with child care. Everything there at the Y. All you need to do is get signed up and become a member today at the YMCA of Tuscaloosa, 2313th Street. Jeff Knox, the CEO, and the entire staff, outstanding people at the Y. Take on your day. Start your day with Nature Made, the number one pharmacist-recommended vitamin and supplement brand. Based on a survey of pharmacists who recommend branded vitamins and supplements. Life doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, you got with a damp crawl space or a crack in your foundation. They even do pest control and lawn care. Full service Alabama professional services at alabamaprofessional.com. As much as industry has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 special. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., get a meat and 3 vegetables for just $8.49. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch Soup Salad or Sandwich Combo. I'll see you at the free. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky today. Tuscaloosa size 68. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 44. The weekend will be dry. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow 62. The high Sunday in the upper 60s at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama Crimson Tide lives right here. Down on the pylon. Touchdown, Alabama. On Tide 100.9. Monday morning feels so bad. Everybody seems to Welcome back to the Gary Harris Show. <coughs> Gary Harris, Justin Jones. Okay, Justin uh, and I were talking during the break, and I agree with him 100%. Uh, this next topic is something I want him to cover because I know how big it is. I do. I get it. Justin, I got to tell you, I guess because I've always worked so much, <laughs> you know, there hasn't been a time when I really very rarely have I not had two jobs. Whether it be the TV and the radio or, or, you know, I've been going. So, uh, and when I have had free time, I guess I'd rather spend it outside or working out or doing something like that. I never have ever been into the video game deal. The last time I was into video games, you know where you played them at? In an arcade. Honest to God, I used to go to arcade and play video games. So any of these games, I've never, Justin, I've never, I've never played any of them. I've never had any kind of joystick or any kind of thing hooked up to my TV. And I'm, so I'm talking about going back into the nineties even. So I don't know the whole video game craze has passed me by, but I know the announcement that all 34 FB, 134 FBS, FBS teams will be in EA sports college football 25. 
players are eligible to opt in for NIL. <coughs> it's back. It's um, it's going to be huge. I want you to fill us in on on this phenomenon, how big it is, what this means for the players now, that how they're going to be compensated through NIL. Uh, just the latest on uh, EA Sports College Football Twenty Five. Yeah, well, I'm I'm no expert, but I can I can try to do my best. You're, you're a lot better than me. <laughs> EA Sports and um, most popularly known for the Madden games, uh, other sports games like uh, not 2K, but oh, uh, hockey, NHL. Right. They they do that and <coughs> sports games and everything. Uh, NCAA football, one of the most popular games that they had. Uh, the last one being in 2014. I'm not sure exactly the reasoning for why they stopped it. I'm sure cost, sales, um, all sorts of things. Um, directors and I think also too that's when. Um, Ed O'Bannon, I might have brought his lawsuit to. I think you're right. That had something to do with it as yes. well because he was trying to get compensated. So I think for a while they just did away with it. Yeah, a whole uh, stack of things. But now it's coming back and lots of hype around it. I know there are talks about the Super Bowl. But, of course, it's got more impact nowadays because we're talking about NIL and paying players and name, image, and likeness mm-hmm. and how that actually affects. So like you just said, Gary, all of the FBS teams will be in the game. The athletes that are able to opt in, so not all athletes, if you're a walk-on, you're not going to be getting this payment for being in the game. You probably won't be in the game. But it's up to 85 players per school. Most of them have to be on scholarship. Um, if not, they get in. Each player that opts in with, uh, I believe they're going through Learfield and several different NIL um, collectives and programs to organize this. Um, each athlete will get $600, just straight up $600, and a copy of the game. Now, with all the teams being in it and the amount of players per team, this makes this the largest NIL deal that's ever been done. I get, as a group of NIL deals, comes out to around $7 million. $7 million. And a lot of the controversy, we, we're going to see Kirk Herbstreet in it, all of these guys. Yeah, we're going to we're going to have all the ES, a lot of the ESPN announcers are going to be the voices, right? Exactly. A lot of the ESPN <coughs> announcers. I've been seeing today, though, uh, there's some frustration uh, from the women in sports, uh, Holly Rowe and some several um, other really popular and famous announcers that we, that we love are, are not going to be in the game, or at least not yet. But then also... Is this where we're drawing a line? $600. Some people think, well, shouldn't Jalen Milrow make more if he's the starting quarterback for Alabama compared to, I don't know, a, a newly Kennesaw State player that's going to be in the game uh, first year in the FBS? Very, very strange, but $7 million going to players across the country. Yeah, I guess that's the thing, though. Um and you bring up a good point. Should, but I, I guess from a standpoint of how much money is available to pay players, you kind of, I guess you just have to do it uniformly. Uh, because how do you, how, what's the scale that you would use to say this player needs to earn more than that player? But I guess at the end of the day, Justin, from a consumer standpoint, um, let me ask you this. Is there still the same appetite for this game? Do you sense among, uh, people that play video games? Is, is it, because again, I don't play them, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to play this game. So, but for you know, is the appetite there? Do you expect the response? When, do, when is it going to be released? And and do you think that this is going to be a mega deal for video game players? Uh, for sports video games, this is a, a mega deal. I know, like I just mentioned, the the Super Bowl. You had thousands of fans that were 
scanning every commercial because there was a rumor that there might be a talk about it or a commercial about it. For perspective, Gary, the NCAA football 14. This was the last game that mm-hmm. came out, and they usually, you know, they're a year ahead. They come mm-hmm. out in the fall of 2013. Right. If you had a copy of that around two or three years ago, typically games are 50 bucks. They're maybe $70 now for newer systems, but you could resell that copy for, I think I saw some for like $200, $300. Really? Just because it was so in demand and there was a, a limited number of them that were put out there. They weren't getting made anymore. There's a lot of fans of college football, of video games that are very, very excited to not only go out and buy the game, but play it as well and see their favorite players in the game too. Well, fill me in on this because I, I bet you there's other people out there like me who – I know I'm probably, I'm not saying there are a ton, I shouldn't say, but there are probably others like me who don't understand and don't play the video game. Are you in a league? Do you just play it for fun? Uh, is it competitive? Do people gamble on it? I mean, give me the extent of how all this works. Being on Skyland Boulevard, of course we have. Oh, yeah, we got, we got people flying by. <laughs> Uh, but no, so there's not gambling per se. There is some competitions uh, with uh, like the Madden video games. It's v- very much a simulation of an actual college football game. You're going to control the quarterback. You're going to be playing against a defense and another player on the opposing side. And it's it's very competitive, but it's also fun. There's game modes like you take over a team, you become a head coach, you control what players start and play or you can create your own player. You can put your name on there and say, this is Justin Jones. He's running back at Alabama, blah, blah, blah. Lots of different fantasy scenarios. That's I think that's the main draw is people love to to go and take these teams that are maybe lower status, mm-hmm. like a James Madison, and they go, I'm going to take James Madison and we're going to win the playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad. I appreciate you explaining that <clears throat> because, as I said, that's outside my wheelhouse. Um, and I'm sure if I ever played one of them, I would enjoy it. But it's kind of like I'll, I'll I'll leave this analogy. I've never been snow skiing, and people will tell me, "Well, if you ever do it, you're going to be hooked." Well, then I'm not going to do it because I don't have the time or the money to snow ski regularly. So why would I ever want to try it and get hooked on it? Now, I'm sure it's great fun. Same thing with these video games. At this point, why? Why would I play one? If you know, oh, you'll love it. You'll get hooked. You'll spend hours. I don't have hours to spend playing video games. And I'm not knocking anybody that does. That's not my point on this at all. I'm just saying for me, um, there's other ways I'm going to spend my time. Oh, uh, look at this. I, I, you know, my feelings have been hurt, Justin, because I hear Digger calling in on Wimpenberry. I hear him calling in on other other shows, and I feel like he's been purposely avoiding my show, and I can't figure out why. But he's with us this morning to enlighten us with his knowledge on various topics. Here is Digger. Neil Rowe. He did get a, de- a separate deal. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, fill me in because I, I wasn't aware. I thought it was all under the uniform $600 or whatever it is you get. No, from- no. Uh, they, uh, EA went ahead and approached yours, Milrose. There's a handful of them. Okay, well, how does it work, Digger? Are they paid on how many games are sold? Are they paid a set fee? How is that for these top quarterbacks? How is it? Every, uh, the way I understood it, every uh, version, set game, every version, like this one hadn't come out in what ten years? Yeah, that's what Justin was saying. Like eleven years, yeah. 
except for yours and Milrose and the other handful of players that have a bigger name. And uh, and I want to say it's six figures. So. Wow, good time, good time to be a quarterback in college football. Wait, you're gonna best. Are you ready for this? Give it to uh, me. They can. They contact the University of Texas to see if they can put the horns down in there. Oh Lord! Damn. And yeah, they said sure, and we're getting paid for it. That's right. Money, money, money talks. It's funny how many things are are negotiable when money's involved, right? Yeah. Well, I said they said at first the guy said no, we don't want that. And said yes, you're going to get paid, and everybody's going to want the horns down in this, and you will get paid. I said yes. Well, as a Texas yes. fan, you have to admit, and 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 I and I say this for any school, if somebody mocks you. It's ultimately a compliment to you and your program because fans and other programs don't bother mocking teams that don't have any cachet. You know that. I mean, this is the other thing. It's free media. It it, absolutely it is. No, listen, I I never quite understood the. I, I don't want to call it fake outrage. Because I guess for some it really was sincere outrage. It is fake outrage. Okay, yeah, I never quite, uh, I never got it from the get go, <laughs> Digger. Who cares? I mean, yeah, they're 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 taunting you a little bit. Again, it's a compliment to your program, and I guess it was the basketball coach that went out there and made a a huge deal about it. But uh, but I'm glad they're including it because that's hey, if you want the video games to mimic real life, then all yes. of the traditions, good and bad, have to be involved, right? Yes, and they're tracking plays too. They're going to mimic everything, and it's going to look so real. I'm, I can't wait for it to come out. So you're, oh, so you're a player. You're you're a video game player. No, my son is. Okay, okay. I'm like you. Our our generation, we spent four hours on the golf course. That's right. We don't sit it in front of the TV. <laughs> That's right. I got to be outside for that. You know. Yeah. No, my son does it. Eight okay. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Go. All right. Good to hear from you, Digger. All right. Ten twenty nine here on the Gary Harris Show, and. Uh, I'm glad he called because Milrow, yours, the quarterbacks, Justin, I guess they are working out their own deals. So good for them. It's a good time. Like I said, it's a good time to be a college football quarterback. Even if you don't make it. 8157. 800-240-8157. That's 800-240-8157. Covering University of Alabama sports, as well as the national and local scene as well. The Gary Harris Show. Only on Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Get to the Gary Harris Show right here on Tide 100.9 FM, 1230 AM, WTBC. You hear Eye of the Tiger. You know it's time that we're going to talk Auburn sports with uh, my pal Brett Pritchard from the Auburn Blitz. Get us up to date on all things Auburn. So let me jump out right now on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline and welcome in Brett. Hey, man, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Gary. What's up, buddy? Oh, uh, Let's talk some, some Auburn basketball. Uh, the Tigers get their, their bye week. Let's, let's backtrack, though, to last Saturday uh, because you and I remember specifically talking about it on Friday morning. Game day coming to Auburn, to Neville Arena. Uh, 
we you know we both agreed we thought Auburn had a better basketball team uh, than Kentucky, but this is still Kentucky. And, and you know, anytime the Wildcats come to campus, it's different, and we know they're always capable of rising up and doing what they did to Auburn last Saturday, and that's uh, going down to Neville and beating the Tigers for the first time uh, anybody's done it this season. Yeah, um, you know, to be honest with you, Gary, it, it's real simple. Uh, when 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 you don't make shots in basketball, you're not going to win. Yeah, it's hard. It doesn't, matter, <laughs> doesn't matter if you're uh, in Neville Arena or in the parking lot or on the moon, wherever. Um, that's the name of the game. And uh, Auburn missed um, plenty of open shots to win that game. Now, again, well, you know, a few days before that, you – you, you run South Carolina out of there and it seems like you had one of your better shooting nights. It's really the story of this team. Um, it, it you just don't know what you're going to get from maybe, you know, one, one game to the next. And, um, Kentucky, uh, it, like you and I talked about still carries the banner for this league. They, they, they deserve to carry the banner for this league. They've been the premier program in the SEC in basketball for, all of our lives, and they have a great team. They have a talented team. They have a young team. They have the youngest team in the country. And I think they had heard, just like everybody else, that Neville Arena was about impossible to come in and win. And you know they hadn't been playing as good as expectations uh, by by most people, and uh, were kind of written off. There's not a chance to come in there and win. And you know what they did? They, they muscled up and, and they played great defense and they were able to strap out a, a, a really tough win. Now again, thought Auburn played great defense. Yeah. You know, held them to 70 points. That's right. Um, much under the average of Kentucky. But, uh, you know, the problem was is Auburn couldn't score the basketball. And, um, you know, you look at Jalen Williams. As Jalen Williams goes, this team goes. You look at six losses for Auburn. He's had six bad games. Um, uh, when Jalen Williams is on, uh, Auburn wins. And, you know, all the wins for Auburn this year have been by double digits. Um, so you look at it and he's kind of the, the cog in the wheel. And, um, you know, he goes down in the second half with a knee injury. And the good news is, is it doesn't look like he's going to be out for the rest of the season. He, you know, is not going to need surgery, but don't know how long he's going to be out. But regardless, um, he, he's a big part of, of this Auburn basketball team. And uh, now they're going to have to move forward without him. Even when he had an off night, still, you know, you had one of your better players out there that you could rely on. Now they're not going to have him for a while. So Chad Baker, Mazzara, some of those guys are going to have to step up and play even more minutes than, than they've been playing to this point. But, you know, it just shows you, Gary, in this league, uh, if you don't bring your A game every night, uh, you can be beat. And, uh, you can be challenged and, uh, you know, Auburn will have to rebound. They've got a good stretch coming up. Uh, they've got to go to Athens tomorrow. And, uh, you know, again, it's tough on the road in this league, but if you're going to make a run, you want to build momentum. It starts mm-hmm. Saturday and, uh, they, they've got to take care of business. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And you're right, this league. I mean, Kentucky wins at Auburn and then goes to LSU and gets beat. I mean, it's just, uh, that's the SEC for you. Hey, uh, Jalen Williams, um, you mentioned he won't be available tomorrow night against Georgia, but he is coming back at, to play basketball this season, right? Isn't that the expectation? That's, that's right. Okay. That is the expectation, yes. Um, 
the game tomorrow night in Georgia, it's a rivalry game. Uh, I'm with you. I think this is a bounce back game for Auburn. They've had the bye week. Uh, talk about the game coming up Wednesday night, if you, if you don't mind. I'd hate to get ahead of Georgia, but, uh, if Auburn is going to have a chance to come back and win this or, or you know, tie for the SEC championship, uh, let's go ahead and just say they're going to be Georgia tomorrow night. Uh, the, how big is the Tennessee game on Wednesday night? Well, I think it's huge in the fact that, well, let me preface this first. You, you look at the rest of the games coming up. You got Georgia twice. Missouri, Mississippi State, and then you got that Tennessee game. That's the Not game. in that order, but yeah. that's, that's, that's the remaining opponent. Yep. That's a good final stretch. It call. is. It really is. You, know, you got to look at it. The one game that we talked about yesterday on our show is uh, that Tennessee game. It's the X factor. Um, if Auburn were to win out right there, Gary, going into um, the SEC tournament, that would put Auburn at 25-6. and six. That's a Really, really solid record. Um, really good finish. Depending on how Alabama and Tennessee finish out, if they were to come backwards a little bit, you could, you could actually see maybe a three-way tie for the regular season championship. And I don't really think that's going to happen. I think, um, I think Alabama with that two-game lead, well, I've got a one-game over Tennessee, but a two-game lead, I think they'll finish out. But, but if they finish out that, that way, Gary, uh, I think they, make an argument maybe for a three seed in the tournament, but definitely no lower than a four. Now, if you start losing two or three of these games coming down the stretch, that's when you start being concerned about how far you drop in seeding. And I think that's what Auburn's playing for now. I think, yeah, you want to win the regular season. You want to go to the SEC tournament, do well. But at the end of the day, you're trying to play for the best seed that you can get in this tournament. And you don't want to drop much further than four. You know, you start getting in that 5-12 matchup and then on down, you know, Auburn was a 9 seed last year. If you happen to be an 8-9 seed, you got to play a 1 seed in the second round. So I think this is a big opportunity for them. And if they go on the road and beat Tennessee, and Auburn's played well there over the last several years, it's yeah, kind of odd. Absolutely. It's an odd deal. But uh, I think if Auburn can win that game, uh, they'll solidify themselves at the top of this league and, and that'll be a huge, huge statement because that's a great Tennessee team. Uh, Dolphin connects the best player in the league, in my opinion. And, um, you know, it's going to take a monumental effort. But I think Auburn can do it if they play well. Let's get to baseball because uh, Auburn's, you know, taking care of business uh, against Eastern Kentucky and then the midweek game against UAB. <laughs> but um, – instead of being at home for another uh, a series that you would expect to win, uh, going to the, the Jacks College Baseball Classic down in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, right. this is a strong field. Uh, number 18, Iowa. Wichita State's always got a good program. Number 10, Virginia. We know how good Virginia's been the last few years. This is a big challenge for Auburn baseball right off the bat. I like it. You kind of kind of see where you're at. But, uh, um, you know, what are you, what are you looking for from the Tigers in this uh, in this big tournament? Yeah, I think, I think you said it. You know, uh, you know, uh, that's a tremendously loaded field. Um, got to face one of the, some of the biggest arms in the country. You'll start with, uh, Brody Beck from Iowa. Uh, he's preseason Big Ten player of the year. Um, that's the kind of competition that, that you're going to be faced with. Right. And, you know, I think this is a, a good opportunity, uh, to go down there and find out where your weaknesses are. Uh, you're going to be challenged both at the plate and on the mound. And, um, you know, one of the things that Auburn does well is they play defense really well. Um, but the, the, again, I think in the preseason, you look at Alabama's philosophy with basketball. 
and Nate Oates. You know, they got uh, went through a gauntlet there. Uh, lost to several of those games, but I think it prepared them for where they are now. And I think you look at, uh, you know, what Coach Thompson does with this program. He, he sees an opportunity to go play some of the better programs in the country, be in a tournament like this, and because we know what the SEC is going to be like. Um, at the end of the day, uh, it's good to get wins uh, midseason. It's good to play teams uh, out of the gate, kind of get your feet on the ground like in Eastern Kentucky, which, by the way, I thought they've got a very good baseball team. Man, They've got some pitchers. They had a guy on Sunday. They ran out there that was throwing 94-95. And, you know, credit Eastern Kentucky for being able to land a guy like that. Their, their biggest challenge is in this new world keeping him. Being able to hold on to him, maybe not getting in the transfer portal, but you know, getting series wins like that early, but going down there and and, and playing some of the better teams uh, right now in the top twenty-five. And like you said, historically, Virginia been one of the better better programs in the country the last decade. Um, one of the best pitchers that Auburn may face all year, and um, and the pitcher from Iowa. So uh, it's a good challenge. And uh, you know, if you look at the first four games for Auburn. Thought their offense has shown up. Ike Iris has kind of picked up where he left off. Chris Stansfield, uh, Cooper McMurray. Um, you know, I, I think those are the that's the nucleus of this uh, of this of this group. But then you got Carson Myers, who who really pitched well Sunday uh, against Eastern Kentucky. Um, was SEC Pitcher of the Week and you know transferred from UAB and you know really adds a lot to this this rotation. Of course, you got Joseph Gonzalez. Returning, who who had a great outing, and of course Chase Alford. That's your that's your starting rotation for the weekend right now. Unless something changes, I think that's what you're going to see moving into SEC play. Brad Pritchard with us from the Auburn Blitz, uh, talking Auburn sports. I want to ask you about football, just uh, uh, for our listeners out there. <clears throat> that are Auburn fans. Uh, do you have a, a itinerary for spring yet for spring ball? Brett, fill us in on, on what the plans are for Auburn uh, spring no, football. Not really going to start spring football February 20th. We talked a little bit about it yesterday on our show. Um, spring practice will start February 27th. Hopefully next week we'll have, obviously, a yeah. lot more information to pass along about that. But, you know, we're kind of highlighting uh, – some players to watch uh, this past this week on our show, and then into next week. And you know, Auburn's got 16 early enrollees that'll be going through spring football practice, Gary. And we were kind of reflecting on that yesterday. Boy, it's just times are different. And and you look at you know kids coming in early and being part of spring practice, or even being there for maybe bowl practice now, and 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 how many you know months they're on campus versus. Back in the old days, uh, freshmen reported what a few weeks before, uh, the start of, uh, classes and then they didn't have very much time with the team before, uh, the season started. So, uh, we had a conversation yesterday about the quarterback situation. Seems like a recurring deal with us at Auburn, but talking about Walker White and everybody's like, well, surely Hugh Freeze is not going to start Walker White, uh, this coming season. And because he's a true, a true freshman, I said, but by the time the season starts, Walker White would have been on campus nine months. Mm-hmm. And that's not really a true freshman anymore. He will have been through the workout program. He's with a new offensive coordinator, just like all the other quarterbacks are. Everything's fresh. So everybody's kind of starting from scratch. He's already got the size and the, and the physical, uh, intangibles. 
he's going to go through a full spring, and then he's going to be there ready to go in fall camp. I, why not? You know, in this world, I mean, why wouldn't he start him if he's the best guy? I mean, we saw Bo Nix start as a freshman at Auburn and was all SEC freshmen. So uh, I'm not writing Walker White off because he's a true freshman, especially with the quarterback room the way it is. So uh, we'll see these guys come through spring, and um, you'll see if Hugh Freeze decides he wants to go to the portal or not uh, when the next window opens in May. Something that I noticed this week, and I, and, I, and, and listen, first of all, I love the Birmingham Stallions, I, and I love I love spring football. I enjoyed watching the USFL, I enjoyed watching the XFL. Now we have them combined for the UFL. But Philip Montgomery, we we know a lot of coaches are leaving college football to go to the NFL. But I, I, I found it interesting that he signed on to be co-offensive coordinator. Of course, Skip Holtz is uh, the play caller, the head coach there with the Birmingham Stallions. Now, listen, like I said, I got no problem with it. I just found it interesting that that was the option that either he had or that he took. Uh, what was the reaction from, from folks on your show and from Auburn people that Philip Montgomery is going to be coaching with the Stallions? Uh, it, it would seem that if that's the option that you take, that maybe you didn't have a college option or an NFL option. I don't know. I'm asking you, what did you think about that, uh, uh, that announcement? Well, but you just hit the nail on the head. Um, kind of what the talk has been on our show and uh with with the people I've discussed. Again, we don't know that a hundred percent, but uh I mean we can read the tea leaves. Uh you, it, it's not a cut on the stallions, it's not a cut on the UFL or whatever. But uh which one are you taking? You taking an NFL job or you taking a UFL job? And uh I think um I think you're right. I mean I, I don't know that he, he had an option there. So um I'm not sure about the college side. Maybe he had some options there that he just didn't feel like he fit. And, um, you know, for some coaches, they might feel like coaching in this newly organized USL, merging the two leagues together, uh, is a better opportunity, uh, than coaching in college at some places. So, and, and I'll, I'll go back and say this too. Uh, I, I mean, let, let's be honest about it. We said it for a month on your show, Gary. These college coaches, have had enough of the way things are structured. If they can go find jobs in a, on the pro side of things and not have to deal with everything that's going on in college football right now, they're taking that route. And so uh, he may have had some college offers, and he just decided, hey, I can go coach in UFL and not have to put up with any of this stuff. Lastly, um, <coughs> Nick Saban is no longer the football coach at Alabama, but he is going to be on ESPN game day. And he did a, a story with his friend Chris Lowe this week at ESPN.com and said that he would like to be a voice for change. Now, he stopped way short of saying he wanted to be a commissioner for college football or a czar, and he referenced conference commissioners, ADs that know more about it. But he made it clear um, that he doesn't like where we're at. This isn't college football. And let's be honest, when Nick Saban talks, people listen. Do you think his comments – can lead to someone um, being able to, at some point, whether it's this year or in the future, you and I have had this discussion week after week, but do you think maybe the, the climate is right for some type of structure in regards to college football specifically, but college athletics overall, the portal, NIL? Do you think some change is eventually uh, going to come, and do you think Nick Saban's comments will help precipitate that? You know, uh, 
I, I think everybody's set up, Gary, to, to be honest with you. Um, I think the NCAA dropped the ball massively. Um, I think they were mad that they had a ruling go against them, so they just opened up the gate and let everything out. And now you're trying to put everything back in the in the pen. You're trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube. And you're right. I think people have hit a frustration level where they're they're disgusted with where college football is now. And you know whether it's Nick Saban or, or whoever. Uh, you heard Greg Sankey yesterday come out and say that, you know, he wants the uh, <clears throat> early signing day moved up mm-hmm. and December a dead period. I, I mean, like it. Those, those are the things you're going to have to start doing because mm-hmm. what they're putting on these coaches, and I think they're starting to see these coaches making decisions to get out of college football. And because they're, they're not, they're, there's not enough time to do everything under the pressure to get it all done correctly. And, you know, everybody's tasked with a job in this world, but there's realistic expectations versus unrealistic expectations. It's tough to be a college football coach in the SEC or any of these big conferences. But when you ask them to do all of this other stuff on top of it and have to manage a roster and re-recruit the players they already have and manage two signing periods and two portal windows, and it just becomes too much to bear. And then you're also out there trying to raise money for your collective and, and NIL and get all that stuff done. You got to draw a line at some point. So, um, yeah, I think, I think right now there, if Nick Saban and, and, and some of the powers that be in college football came together, and I know the Big Ten and the SEC are trying to form that committee, uh, advisory council to, to kind of look at it and see what can be done in college football because NCAA didn't do it. So they're having to do it. And they've been the leaders in college football forever anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think change has to happen. I don't think uh, it's a matter of if, it's a matter of when it's got to happen. You know, there's going to be some people mad. You know, and I understand that with no rules and regulations right now, colleges are just having to go out and do everything. They're getting everything they can get right now because I think they know that things are going to be reined back in somewhat. But until then, it's still going to be the Wild West. Well said. All right, Auburn Blitz coming up today. What you got? Yeah, more of this. Uh, Gary, we're going to continue to talk about players to watch um, uh, going into spring football for Auburn. We'll have Jason Caldwell on from uh, inside the Auburn Tigers. So i got a full show. Thank you, buddy. Uh, thank you, Gary. All right, it is uh, 1051. We're going to take a timeout and come back and wrap up the show uh, for this TGIF edition right after this on Top 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Since 2011, Billy's Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside on you 100% satisfaction and appointments set around your schedule. Give us a call for all your steam cleaning needs, 205-553-9460, Houston Hydro Steam. Quality work you can stand on. Los Tarascos has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big screen televisions so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features daily happy hour specials. And for the best Mexican cuisine in West Alabama, remember, the name is Los Tarascos with locations in 
Tuscaloosa and Northport. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a clearing sky today, Tuscaloosa size 68. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 44. The weekend will be dry, lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow is 62, the high Sunday in the upper 60s at 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. All right, when you hear that tune, you know we're winding it down, not just for the TGIF edition, but for an entire week of shows here on the Gary Harris Show. Coming up Monday, we'll recap the busy weekend that is ahead. Uh, Rodney Orr from TiderInsider.com, Casey Smith on golf and more. That's Monday morning at 9. I want to thank our guests for today. New Tuscaloosa County High Head Football Coach Miles Holcomb, Alabama Gymnastics Coach Ashley Priest-Johnston, and Brett Pritchard from the Auburn Blitz. A reminder to catch me on TV tonight with your local sports on WVUA 23. And... Um, we're going to get you ready for T-Town Sports Daily coming up here at 11 a.m. The Miller's Edge from noon until 2. And then from 2 until 6, Ryan Fowler will take you home with the game. So great sports talk all day right here on Tide 100.9 FM. This hour has been brought to you by Patterson Comer's Attorneys at Law. And that's going to do it for the show. As I said, T-Town Sports Daily coming up with Wyatt Fulton and Kerry Clark. Keep it dialed in all day for Justin John, uh, Justin as uh, Jones, who always does a great job with us. I'm Gary Harris. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I'll talk to you again on Monday on The Gary Harris Show.